Sonnet 68, from Spencer's Amoretti, 1595. Most glorious Lord of life, that on this day didst make thy triumph over death and sin, and having harrowed hell didst bring away captivity, thence captive, us to win. This joyous day, dear Lord, with joy begin, and grant that we, for whom thou didst die, being with thy dear blood clean washed from sin, may live for ever in felicity. And that thy love, we weighing worthily, may likewise love thee for the same again. And for thy sake, that all like dear didst buy, with love may one another entertain. So let us love, dear love, like as we ought. Love is the lesson which the Lord us taught. The Gospel according to St John, the 13th chapter, the 21st verse. After saying this, Jesus was troubled in spirit and declared, Very truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another, uncertain of whom he was speaking. One of his disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter therefore motioned to him to ask Jesus of whom he was speaking. So, while reclining next to Jesus, he asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. So, when he had dipped the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas, son of Simon Iscariot. After he received the piece of bread, Satan entered into him. Jesus said to him, Do quickly what you are going to do. Now no one at the table knew why he said this to him. Some thought that, because Judas had the common purse, Jesus was telling him, Buy what we need for the festival, or that he should give something to the poor. So after receiving the piece of bread, he immediately went out, and it was night. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. For thy sake, that all like dear didst buy. Lord, who is it? When we hear today's Gospel open with the statement that Jesus was troubled in spirit, we recall our Lord's words yesterday, Now my soul is troubled. But this is a different sort of trouble. Yesterday we saw Jesus' vital being, his human tsuke, quake at the nearness of death. But today... John draws him as a prophet. It is not Jesus' emotional crisis, but his speaking in the spirit that is described, as one writer put it. Don't underestimate the capacity of prophets to make trouble, needful or not, for themselves and for others. The power of prophecy, or that taken for prophecy, 
lies in its ability to shape the future. How are we to know if a prophet is true? If the thing does not take place, it is a word that the Lord has not spoken, so the writer of Deuteronomy. The true prophet brings about things that reveal the truth. And so our Lord reveals, with the little piece of bread he gives to Judas, that the crucifixion shall not be brought about unless by betrayal from within. My known familiar friend, in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread. Very truly, one of you will betray me. Lord, who is it? Lord, who is it? If you imagine a scene, do not flatter yourself with the part of the beloved disciple. It is more helpful to know your inner Judas, to see in him a type of those, even ourselves, who receive Christ not. For our Lord came unto his own, and his own received him not. Judas did not learn love's lesson, because his heart resented. He resented others the response of love to love. He refused to acknowledge that he belonged to love. He had no proper grasp that his life was someone else's gift. And yet, in the words of our poem, our Lord all like dear didst buy. We are his own, creatures of his both in our fallen state and saved, and dear was that redemption. might do well to read John's account of the Last Supper as a discourse on boundaries. Judas's response to Jesus the prophet was to take himself outside the community of disciples. In order to betray Jesus, he must move from within to without, from the comfort of companionship at table into the night. Had he not transgressed that boundary, the truth of the cross and the truth of the resurrection would not have been revealed as they are. Let us think briefly about the way John describes the end of Jesus' interaction with Judas. John writes, After Judas received the piece of bread, Satan entered into him. Now St. Luke uses the same phrase to describe Judas's decision, Satan entered into Judas. The words are the same, but the narrative is different. How are we to understand this? Luke's account is more individual and psychological, and perhaps, in the word of one commentator, even exculpatory. On the other hand, John is something of a dualist, fond, perhaps overfond, of mythology. There is, for John, darkness and there is light. And Judas, upon the entry of Satan, has passed a boundary into night. What can this mean for us? The Satan is, of course, the accuser, and Judas's betrayal of Jesus brings about a series of accusations that Jesus is a blasphemer and a threat to Caesar, which results in the Lord's death. 
It is accusation that causes boundaries to be crossed in community, accusation that inhibits love and our learning of it, accusation that causes harm. Only the Lord accuses without reproach to himself and for the benefit of others. He accuses those who are bounded by his love, who all like dear are bought by him, who are and always were his own. Lord, who is it? It is us, for we are all Judas, but it is not always night.